You're listening to the Release City Church online experience. Hey, listen, we really hope today's message is one that will encourage you, inspire you, and challenge you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks again for listening. Now let's check it out. So I don't know how many of you are on social media, probably most. Uh, The sheriff's office, we lost one of our lieutenants yesterday. And as we gave him an escort to Gainesville to the medical examiner's office of about 40 cars, the sheriff gathered us around outside the building once we got Lieutenant Dykstra inside and uh, spoke some beautiful words about how selfless Lieutenant was and opened the floor up for any of us to speak that were willing. And one of my dear friends, Tim Rogers, was the only one that spoke. And it was beautiful. He just spoke to how he wouldn't be where he was if it wasn't for Lieutenant Dykstra and how Lieutenant Dykstra never shunned any of his phone calls. Because when you're new in a position, y'all know the law is very gray. It's not black and white. It's not easy to enforce. There's a lot of gray. And he said Lieutenant Dykstra never shunned a single one of his phone calls when he was new and didn't know what to do or how to do it. So I called Bradley this morning for his blessing because when I walked away from there, feeling what a beautiful picture that painted, you know, of one of our lost ones. And I thought of Miss Robin. So I'm going to have my wife come up. And I'm going to have Brother Paul come up. And if you're willing, if you're not, I understand. And Sabrina, if you're willing, if not, I understand. But I want to have our elders come up and just take just a moment. Because her services, her visitations today from 2 to 4 at Knopf's in Chiefland. But her funeral services, from what I understand, are going to take place in Franklin, where all of her family is in North Carolina. And I just want to take a moment to just say a few kind words, <clears throat> excuse me, about Miss Robin and what a sincere, genuine, real, loving, I could go on, of what a former first lady that we were blessed to have in this church. An amazing woman. So babe if, and brother, if you'll come up, I'm going to give you the floor. Jesus said, In the Father's house, there are many mansions, and I go to prepare a place for you. I know where Robin's at, and I'm sure that there's an outlet mall attached to her mansion. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, there's an outlet mall there. If you know her, you know her battle cry was shopping. That was how she... Love to do it. She's the only person I know to go spend all day shopping and never buy a thing. But she looked at everything. Lord Jesus, I can see Dennis now. But what I really want to talk to you about is um, how I know Robin, what she is to me. And I'm going to do this without breaking up in the name of Jesus. Oh boy. 
Robin was a mama. In every sense of the word, she was a mama. She was a mama to this church family. She was a mama to me. It's funny, I used to kid her because she's younger than me. I think she's 55. I'm 60. And I would tell her, you know, you're my mama. And she really was in a lot of ways. She was very loving and guiding and very forgiving of mistakes because, man, I'm like a bull in a china closet. I just go after it. And sometimes I don't do it right. But she would lovingly and gingerly accept me and correct me. And I'll never forget, I want to tell you one story, and then I'll get off of here because I can hear Kelly Shepard saying, Paul, you're not writing a novel. <laughs> I could tell you many stories, but this one made probably the big, one of the biggest impacts in my life. My daughter was going through a divorce <clears throat> with a family that was very close to us, and it was her first marriage, and they were together a long time, and she was shattered, and she was shattered in a million pieces, and she was in the wrong place in her heart. Things were not going right. And, you know, father's love, father's love can be very decisive and precise and cut off. And I had had enough. And I was sitting at Maya's buffet with Robin and Dennis, Janelle and I, and Robin and Dennis, we're sitting there having lunch like we used to do. And I said, I've had it. I'm throwing her out of the house. I don't want any more to do with her. It's time for some hard love, basically. I don't remember the exact words, but I had given up on my daughter, Crystal. Robin looked at me, and she said in her soft, sweet, motherly little voice, Back then, she called me Mr. Paul. I kid her because as she got older, that changed from Mr. to just Paul. But she said, Mr. Paul, now, would your heavenly father do that to you? And that cut me, made me mad in my spirit. That cut me deep. It was like, oh, you had to go there. She went deep on the first round, and, you know, whew. But that's who she was. If you know Robin, she was real. What you saw is what you got. She was always put together, always proper. But she was that way in real life, folks. That was her in real life. What you saw here, put together, hair done, that was real. I can tell you. That was genuine. She went out loving the Lord. And that's what I intend to do, too. Today, we talked about it. She's the gatherer in the family. And this is where we should be, gathered. This would make her the happiest, to see family and friends together. Because that's if, she, if her house was big enough, she'd probably had everybody move in with her. That's how, the way she was. She was very communal. So she was a true pastor's wife. And listen, I know we miss her. But I know she's in a better place. I know she's in a better place. And it was an honor to know her and to know her now. Because she's not gone. She's just left for eternity. And I'm going to see her again. And I hope some of you are too. I want to see you all there.
Amen. Y'all, Robin was my best friend. Janelle and myself, we've done a lot of shopping together with our children. We've had fun. We've had Girls' Day. Um, everybody knows that she was a well-kept woman. One morning, I knocked on her door at 6 o'clock in the morning, and Dennis opened the door and said, Hey, what's up, girl? I said, I come to see my sister. He goes, she's still in bed. I said, can I go crawl in bed with her? He looked at me and raised one eyebrow. Robin didn't let anybody see her without makeup on or her hair done. I went and crawled in bed with her, and I said, whose side of the bed am I on? Am I on Dennis's or your side of the bed? And she started laughing. She goes, girl, what are you doing here? You're crazy. I said, and this we know. Not much, not, nothing's changed since that day either. I'm still just as crazy as I was, but that's the first time. I saw her with no makeup on. The four of us went on a cruise together, my late husband, and I talked him into going snorkeling. Well, I'm from Cedar Key. I can swim like a fish. Robin didn't want to get wet. She didn't want to get in the water because guess what? Her hair would get messed up and her makeup would get messed up. But for some reason, I talked her into it. Kelly and I were all excited about it. Dennis, on the other hand, the boats are sitting way offshore, and they come in one by one picking up people. We climb in the boat together, and it smells like paint. We stand up, and we've got paint all over the back of our bathing suits. They were out there painting their boat and didn't mind coming up and getting us and putting us in. Very choppy that day, very choppy. We get overboard, and Robin says, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is true love, girl. I said, I know. I said, unconditional love. When you have that for somebody, you don't see any of their flaws. Not that Robin had any that I ever saw other than shopping. She liked to spend money, but she was very frugal with that money. We get overboard, and Kelly and I swimming around, and we look back, and Robin's sitting over there, not moving. I think she's standing up on a rock, and the swells are like this. Well, every few minutes, we see a well come up and surface and blow, and water goes everywhere. Kelly swam over to me. He says, I think you better go check on Dennis. Why well, I have to go check on Dennis? I think he's drowning over there. That's him blowing water out of a snorkel. <laughs> it was him blowing water out of a snorkel. He hated it. Well, our little excursion was over. We get back in the boat, and Robin's looking at me like I have four eyes. And she's shaking her head. I said, sister, you look beautiful with or without makeup, with your hair done or not done. Shut up, Sabrina. Get me to the shore. I'm ready to go. As soon as we got to the shore, straight to the bathroom, she goes. Guess what she does? Puts them fingers through that hair. Tries to find some makeup in her purse because they were in lockers to put on. She put her lips on, and we proceeded to walk down the road and shop, of course. And that's how I'm going to remember Robin. I know she's in heaven now with her daddy, which she, she was daddy's little girl. And... She and Kelly were like brother and sister, so she's, she's seeing him as well. So, although we mourn and we're going to miss her, but we should all be envious of where she's at. Amen. She's at the right hand of the Father. And she's singing. So, I'm going to leave y'all with that, and I know we all love and miss her and going to miss her, but just remember, she's in a better place and she's not suffering. Thank y'all. And on top of that, you know Mr. Kelly's giving her heck.
So I didn't know Miss Robin as long as they did, but I knew her long enough. Has anybody been reading all of the posts on social media? What is everybody saying? Everything they them two just said. She's sweet. I got to know Miss Robin in church and out of church. Um, so I got a job at the health department, and she was the one who taught me how to take a blood pressure. Um, but I just thought, you know, pastor's wife, we didn't know her that long. I didn't know her that long. He knew her a lot longer. I didn't know her that long before she became my trainer at the health department. So I'm like, surely with patience, she's, I have no filter. I'm like, surely with patience, she's not the same as she is at church. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. She is the exact same in the health department, at church, in the community, doing fall festivals. Same thing. Same Miss Robin that you will always get. She never wavered. And she didn't have filter either. She just was a lot sweeter with her words, with her filter, <laughs> with her lack of filter. Because <laughs> she is. She, will, she would tell you like it is. That is the lady who I looked at to be a stepmom. Because she cheated Bradley just like her own. Don't look. Um, but that was Miss Robin. She would also tell you when, Dennis will tell you too, when they first got together in Franklin, North Carolina, at the church, she said she was not going to be that, that kind of pastor's wife who was untouchable. She's like, I was not, I'm not going to be that kind of pastor's wife. And she wasn't. She was very, very social. Loved anybody. A lot of times, people who come in in the church, she'd get real close with, and then they leave. She'd never see them again. You would think people would create a hard heart after 28 years of ministry, right? Hard heart, right? You wouldn't let anybody in, let anybody close to you. But guess what she did? That heart was just as soft as can be. She never once got hard-hearted to anybody. Everybody was welcome, just like Sabrina said. She'd move them all into their house if she could, even if they left. At one point, I left Calvary Worship Center. Um, I left the church. Guess what happened when I came back? Like I was, like I'd been her family her whole life. That's just how Miss Robin is. Um, so yes, the whole family is hurting. So we just need to pray for the whole family um, for peace and comfort because she was the glue that held it together. Um, so prayerfully, and it will, keep praying that it gets, keeps getting held together because that's what Jesus does. I can't help but keep looking at you. 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 If I'm not mistaken, this started in your home, right? You're more than welcome to come up here, either one of you or both of you. Sorry to put you on the spot, but I just keep looking at you. And For those of you who don't know, Release City Church started in their home. Sure did. And the Holy Spirit is just all over me, and I, you don't have to. I don't want you to feel pressured. It was just all over me while they were speaking, and it occurred to me, this all started right there in their living room. Oh, I don't really need one. Um, my name's Steve Tyson, my wife, Becca, and um, we just opened up our house and invited anyone that wanted to come, and wasn't necessarily anything I did or my wife did, but it was what we all did. 
and um, that's where it was born and we had many great times services as it began to grow things uh, just blossomed and God blessed and that's that's about it what I have to say <laughs> good morning I'm Becky and um, goodness when when did we start that 92 our, we have four boys, and our youngest, I think, was 19 months old, and um, planted a seed, and look where you are today. Amazing. My, my sister back there, Meredy, um, we used to sing with Robin. We had trios, and um, it, as you will find on the post, she had just an amazing angelic voice and uh, we used to sing like I said trios together and um, it's funny you should call us up here because um, one song that um, came to me yesterday is turn your eyes upon Jesus how many of you know that song and uh, the words are so powerful um, turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in his wonderful face And the things of earth Will grow strangely dim In the light of his glory and grace You know, Robin received her healing Steve and I were talking about that yesterday. Maybe not here, but she did on the other side. Amen. Thank you, Adam. I love you guys. Thank you. Hey, give everybody a round of applause. That's not easy this morning. That's not easy, but we serve an awesome God. So like Brother Paul said, and I'm going to get us out of here on time. We're doing great. This is what she would have wanted. This is exactly what Miss Robin would have wanted. And I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but is anybody asking why, God? Why? I don't know how many were saved out there in Gothi State Forest with me yesterday when we were recovering the body of Lieutenant Dykstra. But all of them were asking why. All of them. And if you've walked with Christ much, I'm sure you've asked that question. Why, God, why? Or when, God, when? Ecclesiastes 11.5 says, As you do not know the way the Spirit comes to the bones in the, womb, in the womb of a woman with child, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. And for those of you taking notes, I'm going to throw a lot of Scripture at you. Because it's in the Scriptures that we find comfort. It's getting to know the Father that we serve that we find comfort in his promises, in his ways. See, I don't know all of you like I know Paul, but I trust him because I've walked with him and I know him and I trust him. And that's the way we got to be with God until we walk with him and begin to know him and understand what makes him tick and what makes him work and why he does things the way that he does. It's hard to trust somebody like that, and it's easy to let our emotions overrun logic. See, the truth is, God loves us, and he has great plans for our lives. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. When my wife was working at the health department, Robin's daughter, Brittany, wrote that in her paperwork for Sarah because we didn't know where God was leading us at the time. She knew she wanted to be in the medical field, but she didn't know how she was going to get there. And Brittany Weber wrote Jeremiah 29, 11 in her paperwork, and I bet you she still got it. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. But that doesn't mean in life that everything's going to be easy. We all go through difficult times, and this is one of them. And things happen that doesn't seem fair. In fact, Jesus tells us in John 16, In the world you will have tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. It's so important for us to understand that so we won't be confused when those times come. If we read his word, he tells us they're going to come. You're going to go through trials. You're going to go through distress. You're going to go through frustrations. You're going to go through times you don't understand. Pastor Dennis once told me, I was going through it. When I first came to this church, me and my oldest son's mother had just split up. And I had hit rock bottom. He says, Adam, he said, good things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. And bad things happen to bad people. Thankfully, Jesus goes on to say, But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. Unmoved. This is the amplified version of this scripture. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And have conquered it for you. This is amazing assurance from our Father that everything is going to work out in our favor. It's going to work out for us. We may not understand how that's going to happen, but it's going to work out for us. God can do a lot of great things while we're going through difficult times, not only for us, but for others who are watching. See, you don't know it, but people know what you carry. People are watching you. All of us work. All of us go to Walmart. All of us have friends. People that we talk to. We have family. They know what we carry. They see it. The Bible says by your fruits you will be recognized. You will be seen. Yesterday, when I went up in the bucket tractor and I lifted Dwayne up, Lieutenant Dykstra, so that they could cut his harness... And I laid him down in the bucket with me and we went down and we put his body in the back of an ATV. One of our crime scene investigators, Danny Griffith, made everybody get in a circle around Lieutenant's body. And the Holy Spirit had already told me what was going to happen, that I was going to be asked to pray. And I, listen, guys, when I'm telling you these stories, I'm just speaking from my personal life. I'm not lifting myself up. All right, nothing can be done without Christ. This ain't me. Okay, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. I don't want Satan to get in your head and think I'm up here boasting. Okay, I'm nothing without him. You hear me? I'm just telling you stories based on my life and what I'm walking through with Christ. 
he told me before that happened that I was going to be asked to pray. Because he's got you. He's always with you. He'll never leave you. Never. You're never alone. So don't cower away when he tells you that you're going to be asked to pray. Don't, don't, don't run off because I could have left. But I knew it was coming. And sure enough, we get around the body and everybody bows and closes their head except me and I'm watching everyone. And we sit there for maybe 10 seconds. And Danny looks up at me and she says, will you pray? And I said, absolutely. So God can do a lot of great things through trying times, through us and for others. Because I think just about everyone in that whole circle came to me and thanked me for doing that. So one thing we got to get a revelation of to get healing and restoration during trying times, during these, during these times to endure, is we have to be able to trust Him when we don't understand. And we have to know how to release our faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things we hope for in the evidence of what we cannot see. Verse 6 goes on to say, It's impossible for us to please God without faith, and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Romans 12.3 says, God gives each person a measure of faith. John 20.29 20, says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. I didn't know going through the police academy in 2010, yeah, 11, way back, <laughs> that I was going to do almost three years in dispatch first. And those of you that know me well know this story. But like I said, I'm going to speak from what I've been through. I can't speak for you guys. But I did almost three years in dispatch. About a week after I was hired at the sheriff's office, we broke for lunch and came to ABC Pizza here in Chiefland. And the chief of Chiefland PD, the captain of Chiefland PD, and the lieutenant of Chiefland PD were sitting right next to the um, salad bar. And when I got up to get my salad, they were all eyeballing me. And they knew I was law enforcement certified, but they knew I had taken a job with Levy County. So when I got done, I just kind of acknowledged that they were there, and they, all three of them went. So I went and I sat my salad down on their table, and I sat down. And they said, if we offered you a job right now, would you take it? Because I know that's not, we, we know this is not what you want to do. Well, what they didn't know was I had a God appointment already that had previously happened between myself and Donna Capps, the supervisor over dispatch, and there wasn't an interview. I sat down in her office and I told her why I was there. And I told her that I had been praying and I felt like this is where God was taking me even though this wasn't really where I wanted to start. And it wasn't really, you know, where I wanted to be. And we both started crying. There wasn't no interview. I didn't go in front of the sheriff. I've never heard a story like this before because everybody has to go in front of the sheriff. Everybody has to sit down with Chief Beecham. Everybody has to be in front of Lieutenant Anderson and in front of Colonel Sheffield. I didn't see none of them guys. She just said, you're, you're hired. She said, I'll be in touch with you. And we both walked out of there in tears. So I told those guys at, at the table, I said, I can't do it. I said, that's where I'm supposed to be. And I said, I've already given them my word. Sarah's our end story. I, I, she went from 
help me out. Taco Bell, then to Mitch's, then to the health department. Santa Fe said she wasn't good enough twice to get into RN school. Ended up having to go to CNA school to get points before finally being accepted into the program. And now anybody that she's worked for under Shans will tell you she's one of the best RNs they have. I'm not boasting about us, guys. It's in him that we move. It's in him that we breathe. It's in him that we have our being. See, some of these things, like I've explained, now that I look back at it and I'm a supervisor on patrol, I understand why he put me there. And some things he will show us. I understand why Sarah had to go through all that to be the nurse that she is, because if you don't work hard to get where you are, you can take that for granted. You can't look back and see, hey, I started at ground zero. I started in dispatch, and I'm not taking anything away from them girls. Them girls sometimes almost hold our life in their hands with the information they're giving us when we're running 120 miles an hour to something. But they're not appreciated like they need to be. They're not respected like they need to be. So you'll look back and you will understand some of the things that God puts you through. I'm such a better deputy. I can run criminal histories and look up information that would scare you guys that I could find out because I was in there. And I know how to do the things that they know how to do where the other deputies just rely on them for that. I can do that myself and I don't have to bother them when they're busy. So some things you will understand, but some of them you won't. And I believe the passing of Miss Robin and of Brother Kelly, I asked why, God, why? Because to us, it doesn't make any sense. But he wants us to come to a place in our relationship with him where we trust that he's in control and that he has our best interest at heart in every situation that we go through. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6 continues, But in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. He wants us to be able to rest in Him and have peace that passes all understanding. That's Scripture. In every circumstance that we face, whether we understand it or we don't. Because then we'll be stable mentally and emotionally to endure those things without losing faith. And getting emotional. When you get emotional, you make bad decisions. Alright, I take people to jail that get emotional and they make bad decisions. Okay? Job 11.7, this is a powerful scripture that I'd forgotten about. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? Probe just means to touch. Just to touch and give it a little push. That's a probe. Can we even probe the things that He does in the power that He has? We can't. But we can let the mysteries of Him, we can let them buoy our wonder we can let them buoy our doubt buoy means to keep it afloat instead of us sinking we can allow the mysteries that God has done through his scriptures to keep us afloat under in these times we may not understand but we can say look at what you've done look at these stories that he's left us to read there's nothing like the word of God Abraham praised God beneath the stars, even though he didn't understand how he'd become the father of nations. David praised God in the wilderness, even though he didn't understand why he was running for his life instead of sitting on the throne. The Israelites praised God with a mighty shout, 
even though they didn't understand that Jericho's wall would fall without a fight. They did all of these things. These are the mysteries of God that we have to look back on and keep ourselves afloat. You know, as I, as I sat in my patrol car this morning, yes, I went to work at 6 o'clock this morning and changed clothes. Some of y'all were here when I did. I got glassy-eyed because I'm not adequate to do this. I sin just like you sin. I fall short just like you do. I'm not adequate to do this. And I almost broke down in my patrol car as I was talking to a friend. I was talking to him, but they didn't know what was really on my mind. I, w- I wasn't there. I was talking to him. There was a double rainbow. One of the, the most distinctive rainbow I've ever seen in my life. You could identify every single color. And then right above it was a faint one. Nobody can do that but God. You can look at things how you want to look at it. You can say, I ain't, that's just coincidence. That's not God. Bull. I'm about to preach. He will show you signs that will lead you in the right direction. I had a friend of mine that was questioning Christ and whether he existed, didn't know if he believed or not. I said, buddy, give it, give it a couple days. I said, just pray and ask for him to show you a sign. Just try it. Ain't going to hurt you. Just take 30 seconds and say, if you're real, show me a sign. He said, man, I opened up my eyes. He worked for the city of Chiefland at the time. He said, I opened up my eyes, and the first thing I saw was a box truck came by that said, Jesus saves. Hallelujah. And what what he was saying to me by that rainbow was, Yes, my son, you are inadequate, but you can do this through me. You don't have to rely on yourself. You don't have to rely on your own abilities. I wouldn't get in that patrol car if it wasn't for him. Y'all see what's going on? I don't want to put up with that. I didn't want to go up in that bucket tractor and get Dwayne Dykstra's lifeless body from that tree. But me and Lieutenant Anderson did because we're both believers. It wasn't in in us that we did that. Jimmy looked right at me and he said, me and you's going up there and getting them. I said, yes, sir. It's through him. I call them the three amigos, but me, Shadrach, oh, let me get this right. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that's why I call them the three amigos, because it's hard. They couldn't have walked through that, fir- that fiery furnace without God. That thing was hotter than H-E double hockey sticks. And the Bible says they came out on the other side and didn't even smell of smoke. How many of you have stood beside a fire and the wind was blowing in the opposite direction and you got in the house and you still smelled like smoke? They walked right through it. And the witnesses said, no, 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 there wasn't three of them, there was four of them. Hallelujah. The Bible says we're nothing without him and we can do nothing without him. So here's the way we do this. Here's the way we release our faith during these times. We do it by praying for each other and by praying ourselves, for ourselves. We do it by praying over what we say. We do it by praying over the actions that we take because people are watching us. I just told you one story. I I know when I'm at work and there's going to be a moment where prayer is needed before our SWAT team goes out on every single operation that we go out on. We gather and pray. 
and it's me or Chase Gregory, for those of you that know him. And it's because they know what we carry. It's not in us that they see. Some of them guys are stronger than me. They're faster than me. But they know what we carry. So as I've said, it's vital for us to agree with God and His Word to effectively release our faith in Him. It's vital for us to study His Word to know what His will is and what His promises are. Our Father, Lord in Heaven. Hey, thanks again for listening today. Our mission at Release City Church is simple. We want to introduce people to the real Jesus by helping them know God, grow in freedom, discover their purpose, and go make a difference in their communities. For service time, staying connected with us, or just to learn more about the different ministries here, be sure to check us out online at releasecitychurch.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We hope to see you soon.